Chapter One of Twelve Good Musicians from John Bull to Henry Purcell. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Twelve Good Musicians from John Bull to Henry Purcell by Frederick Bridge. Chapter One Dr. John Bull, fifteen sixty three to sixteen twenty eight there is i venture to think a fitness in the choice of the first musician of the twelve to be considered john bull is a name familiar to englishmen though i do not know that the musician bearing that name has anything to do with the historical and political personage whose jovial portrait is so well known to us but dr john bull was the first to hold anything like a university professorship in london or indeed in england it is true gresham college has not developed into a university but its founder sir thomas gresham certainly seems to have had such an end in view and john bull was the first gresham music lecturer as his successor at gresham college and as i have the honour to be the first musical professor in the university of london i think there is a justification for beginning this course in the university with a consideration of the old gresham professor i must premise that in selecting twelve good men i have by no means exhausted the number of such men available but i hope to have chosen good representatives of the various schools and movements in the musical world of england in the seventeenth century and although necessarily concentrating my attention on the selected twelve yet of course undoubtedly i shall make many references to their fellow-musicians both in this country and abroad but it is to our own men and our own music in the seventeenth century that i shall direct my chief attention to begin then with the first of my twelve good musicians the first gresham professor of music dr john bull born about fifteen sixty three of a somersetshire family he became one of the children of the chapel royal as will be seen always a great nursery of young english musicians his master being lithe man who we are told spared neither time nor labour to advance his natural gifts organist of hereford cathedral for a time we find him in fifteen eighty five a member of the chapel royal choir not then organist a post to which he attained a few years later succeeding his old master blithe man he was evidently determined to get on in his profession for besides all these posts and varied activities he found time in fifteen eighty six to take the degree of bachelor of music at oxford it being stated he had practised the faculty of music for fourteen years following this up with a doctor's degree this time at cambridge he appears to have met with a somewhat serious adventure at tewkesbury in fifteen ninety two being robbed in those parts a mr w chelps of tewkesbury showed him rare kindness and was rewarded no doubt by bull's influence with the post of a gentleman extraordinary in the chapel royal in fifteen ninety two our indefatigable musician took another degree that of doctor of music at oxford the delay in taking it having been caused according to a contemporary writer by his having met with rigid puritans there 
that could not endure church music the next important step in his varied career was his appointment as first gresham professor of music his lectures should have been given in latin but he was allowed to deliver them in english unfortunately there is no copy of his lectures to be found but mr barclay squire in an article on bull in the dictionary of national biography gives the following title page of the first lecture which is all that survives of it the oration of master john bull doctor of music and one of the gentlemen of his majesty's royal chapel as he pronounced the same before divers worshipful persons the aldermen and commoners of the city of london with a great multitude of other people the sixth day of october fifteen ninety seven in the new erected college of sir thomas gresham knight deceased made in the commemoration of the said worthy founder and the excellent science of music imprinted at london by thomas Esty. although a great misfortune that the lecture itself is not to be found it is interesting to learn the subject of the oration from the title page it would however have been more interesting to read the lecture itself if only to see what bull said about sir thomas gresham and to know his views upon music in general of one thing we may be certain he must have given his audience a real treat by his clavier performance for doubtless he obeyed the directions given in the founder's will directions which are observed to this day it was wise on the part of gresham to insist that the lectures should be adequately illustrated an audience gains much from hearing the examples which have been commented upon by the lecturer the directions are the solemn music lectures twice every week in manner following namely the theoretic part of one half hour or thereabouts and the practique by concert of voice or instruments for the rest of the hour bull has been credited with the composition of our national anthem the matter has been investigated by many but so far there seems no proof of it we know however that he was honored by king james i as his name was amongst those to whom were given gold chains plates or medals he appears to have been admitted into the freedom of the merchant tailors company in sixteen o six and in sixteen o seven he played before the king doctor of music one of the organists of his majesty's chapel royal and free of the merchant tailors being in a citizen's goon cap and hood played most excellent melody upon a small pair of organs placed there for that purpose only the musical arrangements for this great city company's feast were on a very elaborate scale besides bull's performance which was apparently for the king only who dined alone in a separate chamber where dr bull did play all dinner-time the singing men and children of the royal chapel sang melodious songs and some of the best singers of the day sang songs by coporario from a ship which was suspended in the great hall besides all this the choir of st paul sang songs the words of which were by ben johnson the king must have had a pretty good programme of music to listen to unless he spent the evening in his own room where he dined alone with dr bull playing to pass the time the numerous singers in the great hall seemed to have been rather a trouble to the givers of the feast bull and giles the master of the children of the chapel royal who performed in the king's chamber 
were rewarded the next day by being admitted into the livery of the company as a recognition of their services at the entertainment which are stated to have been gratis whereas the musicians in the great hall exacted unreasonable sums of the company for the same during an absence abroad in sixteen o one his deputy at gresham college was thomas bird son of the composer w bird bull's fame had so spread that he had many tempting offers to attach himself to the french and spanish courts but he obeyed queen elizabeth's order to return to england in sixteen o seven on account of a desire to marry he relinquished the gresham post celibacy being one of the conditions of the appointment the lady of his choice was elizabeth walter of the strand maiden aged about twenty-four daughter of walter citizen of london nothing much is chronicled of him for the next four years but in sixteen eleven his name heads the list of the prince of wales's musicians at a salary of forty pounds a year and another mention is made of him in connection with princess elizabeth's marriage on which occasion february fourteenth sixteen thirteen a benediction god the father god the son was sung to an anthem made new for that purpose by dr bull we now come to the mysterious portion of bull's life which culminated in his flight from england the first hint is suggested by the following letter from bull to sir m hicks secretary to the earl of salisbury sir i have been many times to have spoken with you to desire your favour to my lord and mr chancellor to grant me their favours to change my name and put in my child's leaving out my own it is but forty pounds by year for my service heretofore the matter is not great yet it will be some relief for my poor child having nothing else to leave the letter proceeds to mention some others whose interest had been moved and is written in a tone of great humiliation was it an instance of coming events casting their shadows before the following entry in the chapel royal cheque-book rather supports the supposition john bull doctor of music went beyond the seas without license and was admitted into the archduke's service and was admitted into the archduke's service and entered into pay thereabout michaelmas peter hopkins filled his place and his quarter's salary michaelmas to christmas was divided amongst members of the royal chapel his departure created some sensation as it is said he was so much admired for his dexterous hand on the organ that many thought there was more than man in him wood puts it down to his being possessed with crotchets as many musicians are a letter however from the british minister at brussels to king james i puts a rather different complexion on it it would appear that the minister had been charged by james i to express his displeasure at the archduke's want of courtesy in engaging bull and in the letter announcing the fulfilment of his mission the minister says and i told him plainly that it was notorious to all the world the said john bull did not leave your majesty's service for any wrong done unto him or for matter of religion under which feigned pretext he sought to wrong the reputation of your majesty's justice 
but did in that dishonest manner steal out of england through the guilt of a corrupt conscience to escape punishment which notoriously he had deserved and was designed to have been inflicted on him by the hand of justice for his grievous crimes it will be noticed the writer scoffs at bull's religious sensitiveness but there is no doubt he was like bird a papist at heart in sixteen seventeen he succeeded oilrant at antwerp cathedral dying in that city on the twelfth or thirteenth of march sixteen twenty eight and being buried in the cathedral bill was evidently well thought of by his antwerp friends and swelink the great dutch organist included a canon by bull in his work on composition bull returned the compliment by writing a fantasia on a fugue by swelink bull is most favorably known as a composer for the virginelles many fine examples are to be found in the fitzwilliam virginal book and his powers as performer must have been very great judging from his compositions he joined bird and gibbons in contributing to the celebrated collection parthenia the first music for the virginals ever published in england there are examples of his church music in boyce's cathedral music seventeen sixty but like many other specimens contained in that valuable and well-known collection these compositions of bull do not seem to me to be the best examples of his powers a really beautiful little motet contained in sir william layton's tears and lamentations of a sorrowful soul sixteen fourteen entitled in the departure of the lord gives me a very high opinion of his church music it is for four voices and full of beautiful harmony and expressive modulation indeed i think it compares favorably with much of the kind written by contemporary musicians i hope to be able to edit it with other specimens of bull's sacred music in the early future a portrait exists in the university of oxford and round it is written the bull by force and field doth reign but bull by skill good will doth gain a copy of this portrait is prefixed to this book End of chapter 1